The Lego Slave 1 has been officially announced. Marvel has been putting covers on comics for 75 years. I discover Geeky U and learn what a pop tater is. It's happening right now on The Want List. Hey everybody, welcome to the 31st episode of The Want List. I am Zach Wolf of Majorspoilers.com. And today we're going to talk a little bit about some products that might just make your life a tad bit better. Because... Uh, things are cool, and we spend things, we spend money on things to make ourselves feel better. It's not the best thing, but we know we do it, and so <laughs> let's just embrace that for this week and buy some cool stuff. And one of those cool things that a lot of people, I believe, will be, uh, purchasing in the future, namely in the coming months, January 2015, is the LEGO Star Wars UCS Slave 1, which was officially unveiled at BritCon in Seattle this past week. Now, I believe we've talked about this uh, Lego set in a future episode, or a, a, not the future episode, the past episode of uh, the Want List. Uh, some images leaked online. We, we got a little bit of information about it, but now we have been officially informed by Lego themselves about what is going to be involved in this set. And let me just give you a rundown of what this is. It is set 75060. Aren't I, uh, I really annoyed uh, my wife this week because I was saying O instead of zero. So now I've been consciously aware of every time I say uh, the number zero, I actually say zero and not O. Uh, that's a little anecdote. You can just file that uh, away in your brain and useless uh, useless Zach knowledge. There you go. Anyways, <laughs> 75060 Slave 1 for ages 14 and up. 1,996 pieces. Why not just four more to make it 2,000? Who knows? Uh, it is going to cost uh, $199.99 American, $229.99 Canadian, uh, $199.99 European in Denmark. I think that's DE. Uh, $169.99 pounds in the UK. And, well, I don't know what DK is now. Uh, that's 1,699. Uh, what's the DK? I don't really know. Uh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong money. There you go. Uh, this is going to include, this set will include four minifigs with weapons that will include Boba Fett, a Bespin Guard, Stormtrooper, and Han Solo. And, of course, Han Solo will also be in Carbonite, because uh, he's going to get delivered by the UCS-1. Uh, it's going to feature rotating cockpits and wings, opening sight hatches with hidden guns and missiles, two rotating dual shooters, cargo hold, and a display stand with data sheet. Weapons will be included are the special blaster pistol for Boba Fett, blaster pistol for Bespin Guard, and a blaster rifle for a stormtrooper. Boba Fett and the Bespin Guard minifigures are unique to the set. Uh, it has rotating cockpit and wings for flight and landing mode. Place Carbonite imprisoned Han Solo in the cargo hold because, of course... Open the side hatches to unleash missiles with the hidden guns. Showcase the huge slave one in upright flight on display stand. Recreate classic scenes from Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Measures over 7 inches high, 17 inches long, and 14 inches wide in landing mode. This will be available for sale directly through LEGO beginning in January 2015. That is the official press release rundown from LEGO. I love the look. Of the Boba Fett figure and the Bespin Guard. The Bespin Guard, uh, I mean, they said it in it, it's uh, exclusive to this set. And uh, has a nice blue, has nice accented golds around uh, its torso pieces. The Stormtroopers look really, really cool. I don't think I've seen a Stormtrooper like that. Maybe I just haven't been They look really detailed on the torso and legs. Uh, Han looks awesome. He looks even cooler in the Carbonite. And of course, Boba Fett looks His pistol looks huge. 
in this uh, promo image that has been released for the thing. I guess I've never realized how big the guns are in minifigs heads proportionally to their bodies, but those pistols uh, look huge. It looks much bigger than the Stormtrooper uh, quote-unquote rifle because it has this giant scope on top uh, for the Boba Fett minifig, and it just looks really big compared to his body, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I love that addition of the Boba Fett minifig helmet with its little uh, antenna sticking up out of the top. All the minifigs look incredibly detailed and super, super awesome. There's a picture, uh, I believe it is one of the Brothers Bricks guy, the brother brothersbrick.com, one of those gentlemen holding up the UCS-1, and it is so big. It's so big. With the, with the, we gave the dimensions earlier, 17 inches long, 14 inches wide. Uh, it's just so such a big set. Uh, totally, I think, worth the almost $200 you're going to pay for this. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and I like how they just give you a display stand to set it up on, because it doesn't have, uh, it's not like the Millennium Falcon set with the feet on the bottom, which just automatically stands up, or the, uh, giant, uh, Star Destroyer set. Uh, so it's nice and, nice that they give that, and it's almost like, you could put this in your own Star Wars Lego museum, uh, with the little, with the little fact sheet they give you to place on the stand. Uh, so that's it. We're coming out in January. Uh, basically $200 for that set. Rush out in a buying frenzy and pick that up when it is available. So the next uh, product we're going to talk about is a, a giant book of strictly Marvel Comics covers. Now this came back, this came out back in mid-August, August 18th to be exact from DK Publishing. Uh, and essentially... They're uh, 75 years of comics is being celebrated in 2014, and so DK is commemorating that with this special anniversary that is uh, the Marvel Comics cover art. It's a, they say it's a large-scale book featuring some of the most impactful, inspiring, and unusual comic cover art to come out of the Marvel vault. Major spoilers being a, a very big uh, you know, player, I, I, in my mind, in the comic scene. We cover a lot of it over on the website and, of course, Major Spoilers Podcast. Uh, a lot of you listening to this probably listen to that show also, and would I think this would be right up your wheelhouse. Uh, I haven't seen into the book very much, uh, but the one page they do uh, preview over at Amazon.com is some actually some modern covers. Some of the Hawkeye stuff that is coming out from uh, Fraction in Asia, uh, they have like the covers for eight, is that nine and eleven with the dog episode or issue. Uh, so some modern stuff in there as well. Uh, documenting the 75 years of Marvel Comics and, of course, those covers that are on top of them. Uh, I saw this first over on ThinkGeek. You can get it over there, of course, for $49.99. But if you go over to Amazon, you can get the hardcover edition for only $34.14 prime shipping because why would you get anything on Amazon that's not prime, of course? Uh, <laughs> that's my philosophy, anyways. I mean, I'm going to pay for prime. Might as well, might as well use it. Uh, another tangent. There you go. Zach's a prime member. Uh, so go over there. You can, uh, of course, use that Amazon.com link on MajorSpoilers.com. Uh, it's not going to cost any extra, but we'll come back to the site. A little plug there. Uh, so it looks awesome. I think this would be really great to have uh, on, on, like, a coffee table. Let's browse through and people come over. It's 320 pages. It's a fairly large book at 14 by 10 by essentially one and a half. Uh, actually weighs 6.6 pounds in the shipping weight, so it's not a... Uh, not a small book by any means. Look, uh, the blurb uh, they have on Amazon is from geekdad.com. that says, This book will make any coffee table or bookshelf look better. There you go. 
Uh, great minds think alike, because I think everything should be on a coffee table, apparently, uh, if you listen to me at all. Oh, there you go. So I think I think a lot of people will be super excited about that if they haven't already heard about it, since it has been out for almost, oh, well, you know, almost two months at this point. So there you go. 75 years of cover art from DK Publishing. Grab it over at Amazon.com for thirty four fourteen. Uh, now, when I was browsing things to include on the show this week, I stumbled upon uh, a more uh, unusual thing that we don't usually talk about. This is a pinball machine. Not a virtual pinball machine, but an actual physical go-to-someplace-and-play-it pinball machine, unless you have some serious cash and uh, can buy it and put it in your own sweet, sweet basement. Uh, this is the Big Lebowski pinball machine uh, from... Uh, oh, I lost, the, I lost the name. Hold on. Uh, it's developed by Dutch Pinball. Uh, apparently, they're a company that makes pinball machines. Uh, this, this article is coming from pinballnews.com. The internet is a great place. Everything has a niche, and that's awesome that there's actually a pinball news website. They got invited all the way to the Netherlands in Utrecht, Netherlands. I probably did that wrong. Uh, to the Grand Café Lebowski, where the uh, Dutch pinball team was unveiling their big Lebowski pinball uh, machine for the first time. Uh, now, this is going to be one of those items that is on the want list because you just want it. Like, there's no way you're ever going to be able to buy it, really. Uh, but it'd just be so cool to have. Uh, so this pinball machine really, I think, captures a lot of... Uh, the movie Big Lebowski, which uh, you can listen to an episode on Zach on Film. We talk about it, and I absolutely love this movie. Uh, has everything from a carpet rug to a white Russian actually built onto the top of of the pinball machine, which is just super cool. The first time I saw it, the picture, I thought, oh, they're just being cute. They put a white Russian on the thing. Kept reading. Nope. Uh, they actually put a white Russian into the pinball machine. Uh, there's a, a bowling game element to it. I don't understand uh, a lot of the, of the words they were using. There's a lot of technical terms for uh, pinball machines, like the left saucer in orbit. I don't know what that means, but it looks like you, one of those things you shoot the ball onto and things light up, uh, which is essentially pinball in my my mind. No offense to uh, pinball aficionados, just not up to date. It has the two pop bumpers uh, somewhere on the machine are modeled after the brazier worn by Julian Moore uh, when the dude is going through that really trippy... Uh, like bowling scene, and Julian Moore is in like the Viking costume, which is uh, which is great. Uh, the carpet rug and the machine rolls back to reveal more settings on the machine, which is really cool. Uh, I just wanted to like throw this out there. You certainly go follow the link in the show notes of this episode to go over to pinballnews.com and look at this uh, pinball machine because it is something truly marvelous and something I've never seen uh, like it. Of course, I don't follow pinballs machines uh, very closely, so maybe there is. But this thing thing's really freaking cool, and uh, maybe we should take a trip over to the Netherlands to play it. That seems like a good use of money. Or we could just... Uh, I saw someone listed that you could get one for uh, $8,500, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, you know, pop that money down, and maybe ship that thing over here. <laughs> ship it Prime, of course. Because it's free. <laughs> That'd be funny if you could just give packages to Amazon and they just ship it. Like, it's Prime! Just put it on the side of the box. It's Prime. Just ship it. Anyways, that's that was just weird talk from me. Let's move on to more pertinent information. Like the TARDIS dress you can get over at geekyu.com. Uh, I saw some people 
tweet out this dress. I think uh, uh, Kim from uh, the Ladies of Leap podcast and of Doghouse Systems first tweeted this out. I've seen other people have kind of caught on to this dress. This is a Victorian TARDIS dress. Uh, so it's pretty freaking cool. It's a Victorian dress. They actually handcraft each of these made to order specifically for the person's measurements. Uh, is a mix of Victorian early 1960s inspired looks complete with a zipper back closure and playful petticoat for extra lift and dimensional spin. Uh, so I know we talk about a lot about uh, geeky clothes and things. I think it's a, a cool uh, thing people do, like a nice subculture, especially things like this. I think Doctor Who is really big. We talked about uh, Doctor Who TARDIS earrings before, or was it... Uh, doesn't matter. Something uh, Doctor Who earrings of some sort. Uh, so this dress is really cool. It's $299. Um, which from where I'm standing doesn't seem too unreasonable if they're going to make it specifically to your measurements. They're going to go through all that work. Uh, they say our Victorian TARDIS dress is a completely lined, has a, a bit back closure and a playful petticoat, uh, features three quarter length sleeves and variable knee length skirt. See, look at that. They're going to suit you up however you would like. I think this is pretty freaking cool. Uh, if you're a fan of dressing in the Victoria era, and, of course, like Dr. Who, this might be something up your wheelhouse. Go to the next convention. Uh, certainly go check it out. And, actually, I've never heard of Geeky U website, so I'm glad people started uh, tweeting this dress around. Uh, they have a lot of interesting T-shirts and uh, bags and all sorts of things over at GeekyU.com. Uh, for men and women, I think it uh, might be directed towards women a little bit more, but, of course, they, ha- they actually have some men's shirts that I'm pretty excited about. They have a one with a stormtrooper suiting up which is a Stormtrooper guy and a Stormtrooper helmet and then a suit, which is pretty... <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Uh, so go over to geekyu.com, buy that Victorian uh, Doctor Who dress, and send me a picture, because I think that would look cool. I want to see... Uh, it looks like on someone... Uh, it's not modeling it. Uh, what it's like. Uh, get your reactions on it. Or you can go over and buy a lot of uh, cool stuff. I'm going to be checking out GeekyU more often. Seems like they're printing out some uh, very interesting, nerdy-like clothing. And I think we could all just use a little bit more of that. Don't you agree? Uh, all right, that is that product that I talked about, and now let's move on to our last thing for this episode, kind of different episode, uh, had a weird week, and kind of prepare, that's why it's getting out a little bit late, and I apologize for that, so let's do our last little bit of news and product announcement, which is that PPW plans Breaking Bad Pop Taters, which, uh, sent me to the Google to try to figure out what a pop tater was, because it's a little brief... Uh, press release had no information. You had to, you had to know what a pop tater was to get excited about this release, and I was excited because it said Breaking Bad. Uh, so I took the dedication and tried to find out what a pop tater was, and apparently they're Mr. Potato Heads that feature different characters. There's like a Yoda one and a Deadpool one that I saw, but now it seems this company is going to uh, do some Breaking Bad. It says PPW Toys will release Freisenberg, <laughs> which is I guess is a play. On Heisenberg and Fries, which I love Fries and Heisenberg, uh, as the first character of the series in spring 2015, and the new line will be previewed at the 2014 Dallas Fall Toy Preview this week. Uh, it came out on August, October 6th, so that'll be, I guess, that show in Dallas is this coming week. So hey, head out there and see what uh, this new line of toys and what else is coming from uh, publishers in 2015 and maybe send some pictures over my way and uh we'll talk about them on the next want list so this will be interesting i mean obviously i think breaking bad has really kind of hit like this merchandising 
uh, bonanza almost after the show is hit. We've seen a lot of things like pop vinyl stuff, and these pop taters. Uh, the brand is certainly strong with Breaking Bad still, even a year out after the last episode uh, aired. Uh, they could obviously do a lot of things with Heisenberg um, or Walter White in general. He's, he was flipping, flapping clothes. He got underwear, he got gas masks, lab coats, all sorts of kind of things. You kind of play a lot of the character, and I think you could do a lot of uh, things to other characters too. Uh, obviously, they have uh, female characters and male characters and baby characters and teenage characters. They could all put on to a potato face. Uh, so that's pretty cool. You like Breaking Bad? You like Pop Taters? There you go. Something to get excited about. And that's going to be the end of this episode. No Lego Ideas product this week. Just didn't have time to get to it. But we will certainly be back with one next week to give you something to point your support at and uh, make someone's dream come true of creating their own Lego set. So with that, head over to Majorspoilers.com and find this podcast posting page where you can find the links uh, to all of the products we talked about this episode and get a visual idea, not just an audio me, because I'm sure my words painted the most beautiful picture possible of all these products this week. Uh, while you're there, click on the Amazon.com link, like we already told you about early in this episode, by To Your Heart's Fancy. It's not going to cost you an extra, but we will, a little bit will come back to Majorspoilers.com to help us out with all of our expenses each and every month. Uh, go to the YouTube channel. A lot of cool stuff happening over there. I'm playing video games. Steven's unboxing cool statues from Sideshow Collectibles and putting together Lego sets. All good stuff over there. Go check it out. And that's it for this episode of The Want List. We will see you next time.